following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, you guys? I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Goodpod HQ, or wherever you find your preferred podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about the last weekend of the Major Four Qualifiers for the Call of Duty League, and we got a lot of Atlanta Falcons news to go over. So without any further delay, let's go get straight into today's action. All right, guys, so as always, we kick things off with the news. So coming in at number one, ladies and gentlemen, I have a new announcement for the podcast. I will be sponsoring in this year's ERCSA Belly Up Sports Series. It is the eSports racing series that will be going through like Daytona, Atlanta, Talladega, wherever you are pretty much going to be racing, kind of like a NASCAR series. I will be sponsoring this year's ERSCA series. And of course, you can find my logo and the ad read on the official stream when the season does start up. And of course, the ERSCA Belly Up Source series at ERRacing SCA on Twitter put this out and I retweet it so you guys can definitely go check all that out so number two in the news ladies and gentlemen and that is the last weekend of the major four qualifiers guys I'm looking forward to one match in particular and it's a no-brainer and it's the Toronto Ultra taking on the Las Vegas Legion this is the revenge series that Sandy has been looking forward since he's been released and he's finally gonna get it in the final week of the major four tournament here at the Call of Duty League, and that will kick things off today, April 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, the Toronto Ultra taking on the Las Vegas Legion to kick things off. Guys, Toronto has just been disastrous ever since letting Stanley go, and they've been 0-3 in the qualifier series. Atlanta Faces beat them. There's just been a lot of teams that beat Toronto Ultra, and the Las Vegas Legion is going to be the fourth one. Toronto's going to go 0-4 in the qualifying series. They're going to start in the loser's bracket of the Las Vegas Legion for the first time in their history for the franchise is going to be in the winner series. And that's that's a huge step up right there for if you are a Legion fan because now you got a dominant veteran player in Clayster. You got TJ who is still a, a, a slayer pretty much when it comes to kills. He got the highest IQ Call of Duty League player that there is right now, and that is Standy. And Standy is just that player that is gonna know where you're at, at all times, and he's gonna make you pay for making wrong mistakes and wrong route runs. So I'm taking the Las Vegas Legion in a 3-1 victory over the Toronto Ultra this weekend. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot more online. The Atlanta Phase really needs to win out their series this weekend. Over the Minnesota Rocker and the Seattle Surge, I believe the Atlanta Phase is going to go 1-1. One one. Lose to Seattle, win against Minnesota. That would be my guess right there. I'm not 100% confident in that decision, but that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. But hey, Atlanta Phase could go 2-0 in this series. But I believe... Both of these series are going to be like a 3-2 victory for the Atlanta Phase squad. Hard points are terrible. 
controls is getting a little bit worse and the SD everybody's catching up in. And you gotta really change the game up if you are the Atlanta Face Squad. Uh, Seattle is definitely one of the teams I'm worried about moving forward. And that will be, of course, April 15th, that's Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in your main event. And when the Atlanta Face takes on the Minnesota Rocker, it will be today at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the main event, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, other teams to look out forward to really this weekend. Um, you, LA Thieves taking on Minnesota. I mean, they really need to solidify themselves as a still a top five team. I think that's going to happen. And Opta Texas. It's definitely going to be a 3-0 against LEG at that 4.30 p.m. slot. But other than that, really, there's not much much more to look forward to minus the Atlanta Face squad. If you're an Atlanta Face fan, needs to win out their series this weekend and the opener for the final week for the Major Four tournament that is Toronto Ultra versus the Las Vegas Legion. So, guys, is again, it's going to be an action-packed week for the Call of Duty League right here moving forward into the actual tournament which will be next week starting that Thursday and guys I'm excited for it I really am it's going to be it's, it's going to be one for the ages right here and then of course we only got one more major after that and that's the Toronto Ultra Major that will be coming really in about May uh, kind of like mid-May right there and then really after that we don't know about cod champs or anything else hopefully you take at least that month off if you are to call it a league to really stretch this season out because again we did start in december which was better than starting in february this past year so the last little bit of news right here ladies and gentlemen uh the lions traded cornerback jeff okuda to the falcons for a 2023 fifth round pick Jeff Okuda is on the move. The Lions are trading the former number three overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons in exchange for 2023 fifth round pick number 159th to be exact. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissaro reported Tuesday per source. The compensation for Okuda, who is entering his fourth NFL season in 2023, seems to be low for a player selected inside the top five choices of a draft but fits what the cornerback has produced to to this point the former ohio state star has struggled to stay on the field for much of his career playing in more than nine games just once in his three seasons he's registered registered excuse me two interceptions in 25 career games in 2023 was shaping up to be a pivotal season for him the writing was at least somewhat on the wall for him in Detroit, though where coaches didn't shy away from acknowledging the reality. And I quote, he is a young player. Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn said for Akuda in March during the NFL scouting combine. He still has a way to go. He came in and got hurt his first year, then obviously got hurt his second year. He had a chance to really play this year and he understands there's always going to be competition and we're always going to create that competition. Glenn was providing plenty of tea leaves for media members. Later that month, Detroit attacked free agency with plenty of purpose, signing two starting caliber corners and Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton, adding safety CJ Gardner Johnson 
and re-signing defensive back Will Harris. Suddenly, there wasn't much room for Okuda. Atlanta capitalized sending a day three pick to the Lions for a corner who needed a fresh start and an opportunity to compete for a job. Detroit, meanwhile, shipped away a player the current regime did not select and unloaded $5.18 million in remaining guaranteed money owed to Akuda. Akuda joins a secondary that's already welcomed in one big name addition this offseason in safety, Jesse Bates III. He won't walk into a starting job in Atlanta, but could play a key depth role behind AJ Terrell and compete with a or excuse me, compete with 33-year-old veteran Casey Hayward for the opening offset for AJ Terrell. Atlanta has until May 1st to decide whether it wants to pick up Akuda's fifth-year option. At this point, it seems unlikely, but Tuesday's trade stands as a mutually beneficial deal that wasn't all that surprising to the folks in Michigan. So guys, this is really a low-risk, high-reward signing for the Atlanta Falcons. Both, everybody's really happy. You know, you're getting a fifth-round pick to Detroit, and the Atlanta Falcons are getting a really decent corner. And that if healthy, he's really going to be balling out this season. But if not, you know, you're not really losing much money in this, you know, only what, 5.18 million in that signing. So this is a win-win for both teams. You know, again, if Akuda is healthy for the Atlanta Falcons, he's, you know, he's going to make it here. And he's going to get signed maybe to at least a two-year, three-year deal somewhere in that range. But if not, you know, you only cut, you know, $5.18 million for this year and just send Akuda, you know, somewhere else. And for the Lions, you know, you get an extra pick. So, again, it's a win-win situation, but I think the Atlanta Falcons this year will win that trade just simply because you got Ryan Nielsen as the defensive coordinator. And, you know, you really changed this entire coaching staff. Even when it comes down to, like, just the behind-the-scenes coaches of, like, physical well-being coach, the wellness coach, whatever kind of coach that's going to keep these players healthy. And that's what the, the Atlanta Falcons need is healthy players this year. So you get Akuda healthy, he's going to be a star in this Atlanta Falcons secondary opposite of AJ Terrell. So guys, that was the news right there. Uh, I hope you did enjoy that. And if you did, make sure to like button and subscribe to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. Really does help out. Make sure to give me a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we need to pause real quickly and get the bills paid right now for today's sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is sponsored by Mauler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mauler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretch material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. The polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mauler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mauler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos and designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, 
and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Today, use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com for 15% off. Again, that's MahlerBros.com for 15% off. M-A-H-L-E-R Bros.com for 15% off your order. Don't wait to try your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Marlboro Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course wherever you wear Mallerbros polos. Mallerbros golf. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the quick commercial break right there. Now we are talking about Grady Jarrett's recent comments about this new defense. Now, of course, last year, or excuse me, two years ago when we brought in Dean Pease, he said, yes, I really like the, the new system, you know, yada, yada, yada. But now he's coming out and saying he really feels that this is a strong defensive team going into the 2023 season. So the question is, have the Atlanta Falcons solved defensive issues that have lingered them for years? The club hired new defensive quarter Ryan Nielsen and added a host of new faces this offseason, including the big money signing of safety JC, Jesse Bates, swiping David Onyonya, if I'm pronouncing that right, and Caden Ellis from rival New Orleans, adding six-time Pro Bowler Calais Campbell, and trading for former number three overall pick Jeff Okuda on Tuesday. The additions have long-time stalwart Grady Jarrett believing a turnaround could be a shift in the shift, excuse me. And I quote, I envision the team being really strong this year, Jarrett said Tuesday via the team's official website. And I quote, at the core, I think we're going to really be strong up front on the offensive and defensive line. So I think that's really going to drive us forward. The Falcons have ranked in the top 18 in points or yards once in the past five seasons. In the past decade, the Atlanta Falcons have finished the season in the top 10 in points and yards allowed once. And that was in the 2017 season when we had really a top eight defense. It's not the first time the Falcons have thrown money at the situation only to see the plan crash and burn, but the hope is that the type of veterans added will make a difference this time around. And I quote, to have a guy like David Onunia come in is going to be really great, Jarrett said. To have a leader like Calais Campbell come in is going to be crazy. It's almost like reminiscent of when we had Dwight Frenny come in my second year. When you get a legend of the game to come in, because Clayus is that, it just raises the bar for everybody. The Campbell signing is one that turned heads this offseason. Given the veterans' options, he could have inked with a clear contender, but chose Atlanta to chase his elusive ring. Plus, Tuesday's trade for Akuda gives the Falcons a filler for cheap, who could be in an excellent pairing with AJ Trail on the back end. The Falcons aren't done adding to the defense, though, as they got the 2023 NFL Draft coming up in just 15 days, but the foundation has been laid for Atlanta to prove on that side of the ball, finally. So, Grady Jarrett is right, you know, on paper and everywhere else. This Atlanta Falcons team looks amazing, and they 
can possibly do amazing things up front on that defensive line and in that secondary with Okuda, Jesse Bates, AJ Terrell, those three alone right there, like I would hate to be lined up against either one of them, especially AJ Terrell, because AJ Terrell has been a lockdown corner since his rookie season. <laughs> like, that's no joke. And then of course Jace Bates coming off the Cincinnati Bengals, who's been to the Super Bowl, to the AOC championship game, all within just two years. So he's definitely got that experience at that main stage. So now you're adding that experience, which again, with Jesse Bates coming to the Atlanta Falcons, knowing what needs to happen on defense. Guys, like I said, this is a scary Falcons defense this year. It's just now up to Ryan Nielsen, our defense coordinator, to put guys in places to succeed. And I've, again, I felt like where Dean Pease came in at, he did not put players in the position to succeed. Like, our defense was just not there with him. And I was highly disappointed with us signing him whenever Arthur Smith came into Atlanta. That was the, that's the kind of only disagreement I do have with Arthur Smith so far with that signing is Dean Pease. I mean, yes, that defense that he ran, you know, back many years ago could have worked and won a Super Bowl or a playoff game or two, whatever. But now today's NFL defense is so much different, and the Atlanta Falcons need those just fast, versatile players and big, beefy men up front instead of just what we had last season. No sacks, hardly no interceptions, and just no aggressiveness from that defense. And... I think with this signing of Ryan Nielsen, I think that's what you're going to get in Atlanta is aggressiveness with big, beefy men up front. Grady Jarrett, Acuna, well, Alunia, however you pronounce his last name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. And, of course, the veteran himself, Calais Campbell. Now, what does this mean for the draft, though? What does this mean for the draft? Uh, well, you still got to go for an edge rusher, and that's where I'm picking Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. But more reports are coming out saying that we could pick up Nolan Smith from Georgia, and I'm going to be absolutely fine with that. As long as we get an edge rusher to start off the NFL draft. But I'm saying Will Anderson Jr., but I think the more majority is leaning towards Nolan Smith from Georgia. So, but again, guys, what do you think about Grady Jarrett's comments about this year's Atlanta Falcons defense? Do you think he's right? Do you think this is going to be a scary team to compete against? Or do you think it's just going to be yet another year where we're not getting to the quarterback? We're not getting interceptions. We're just going to be a lackluster defense. Like, what do you think? Do you think this is the improvement that we've all been waiting for? Or... Is it just going to be like every other season? So, guys, I'm sure if you did enjoy it, if you didn't, make sure to like button wherever you are listening from. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, GoodPodHQ, or wherever you find your preferred podcast. Make sure you are checking out Belly Up Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a bunch of t- content going that way. 
the NBA playoffs are hot right now, especially with our beat writers for the Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics, you name it, whoever's in the NBA finals, they're writing or covered it on a podcast. So again, make sure you are checking up Belly Up Sports on Twitter and at bellyupsports.com. But until then, guys, I, Michael Morgan, will catch you all later. Peace. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. <laughs>